I'm Sean Bowles, and I want to welcome you to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I have a passion for how the prophetic gifts can change the world around us. They make simple, everyday people like you and I a catalyst for life-changing experiences with the supernatural. On this podcast, I have friends from all different backgrounds who each have a powerful story to tell about how the prophetic is shaping their world. I invite you to be part of the conversation. This is Exploring the Prophetic. Okay, today is a very different show. I hadn't seen my one of my closest friends in the world named Paula Benny. I hadn't seen her face-to-face, although I've talked to her. I haven't seen her face-to-face in a while because she's been in a health struggle, and then she went to help her parents who had health issues, and they both passed away. And Paula shared at one of our services, and I felt to just take a back seat and let her go. I just let her share, and it was more, it wasn't really a preach, it was really a prophetic journey story as a prophetic intercessor that's going to speak to so many of you. As a matter of fact, our editor, who is probably editing this part as well, she was crying during it, just was so impacted by Paula's story. So were many people in the live audience. We did this in St. Louis, Missouri, where she shared not only some breakdowns, but some real breakthroughs of how God led her through seasons that she didn't understand. And so this is a little extended episode, and it's going to be not interview format really whatsoever. We were going to try and make it that way, but it just needed to be what it is. And I felt like it was such an important message. I feel like just not just because she's my friend Paula Benny, but also because... The message is going to be so strong for you today. Just a little bit about Paula. She was a national high jump champion. She tried out for the Olympics. She was healed of an incredible bout of epilepsy, grand mal seizures. God healed her and used her and shipped her around the nation to tell that story to the masses. And then she took a break and did a sabbatical for a while. Then she helped plant our church, Expression 58, but had to take a health sabbatical after that for some other health issues, which we'll share today on the program. So stay tuned for Paula Benny. Did you know we have a YouTube channel called Bulls Ministries? And on that YouTube channel, we have new content. It's a video show that comes out episodically every Monday called Your Prophetic Journey. And it's a lighthearted take on some really tough subjects like night terrors, interpreting dreams, signs and symbols, what to do when your kids are having nightmares, these kinds of things. We're going to tackle huge subjects and we're going to do it with you and it's already available there's already a lot of episodes on there you could watch it you could subscribe to it you could share it with your friends but come under our youtube channel and join the conversation now about how you're growing in your prophetic journey share your stories and also hear ours paula benny can we all give her a round of applause she's like my sister Paula, come on up. Paula Benny is amazing. She helped us to start our church, Expression 58, out in California. And she has traveled around just sharing one of the most prophetic journey type stories I've ever heard of her life. And she has many of them. But I mean, like, there's so, there's file cabinets full. And I can't wait to hear what we're going to talk about. I love you. So come on, come sit down. Join me. This is my good side. I'm just kidding. I don't have a side. (laughs) Well, we, we. Hi, everybody. Yes. Welcome, Paula. So. Paula and I have traveled around together for years. We've been friends since I was 19. We have been on many, many journeys, many, many, many journeys together where a lot of our development and who we are as people happened around each other. And I have an older sister around Paula's age. And for a season, we just weren't super connected. And God gave me Paula during that season. Now my older sister and I are really connected again. And yeah, you didn't even know that. That's great. But uh, Paula moved back to this region to take care of her parents who both passed away recently over the last five years. And she is on an incredible, incredible deep journey with God. And I think like sometimes when you hear Paula, you get a living picture of what the bride of Christ looks like because she has prophetic language and things that she lives through 
are things a lot of times that the body of Christ is going through. And so sometimes she's been hidden. Sometimes she's been out speaking. Sometimes she's been, you know, on these prophetic journeys where God will say, go on this trip. And then it becomes almost like a parable. Like when you think of Ezekiel or Jeremiah, some of the Old Testament prophets, that they would go and do things. And then and what they were doing, those things turned into a word for Israel. And some of the things that Paula's done has turned into a word for the groups that she's connected to or even the body of Christ at large. And so, my sister, I'm so glad you're here. I know it's been a deep journey. I love you so much. <laughs> Vice versa. And I miss you. I know, I miss you too. We haven't seen each other for a number of years because she's been on this journey in St. Seven Louis. years and nine yeah. months. Yeah. You guys, this is huge for Sean and I to be reconnected. And he has no idea the story I'm going to be sharing and how God has set this whole thing up to finally reconnect Sean and I, and he has no idea, and he'll hear it fresh tonight. Yay! So those of you who are listening here, we're also representing and exploring the prophetic audience that's worldwide. And so you can talk to us, you can talk like as if it's the worldwide audience. This is your view of one segment of the world. But tell us, just let's start out on the prophetic journey that you're on currently, the one that I don't know about. Let's just go there. (laughs) Tell me what God's doing right now. I was planning on sharing something else that I love, but the Lord woke me up, and I couldn't write fast enough. And so give me grace, because I feel like what I have lived through, what I've walked out, there are certain people in the body of Christ who will really relate. And this is going to literally help shift them into the new season we're in, into the new hour. I've been ambushed by God two weeks ago today. And I mean, he has sovereignly shifted me and thrusted me forward. And the first thing, I get to be with my dear friend and get to share the story with you all. Here we go. Okay. (laughs) No, every good story has a starting point. And I wish uh, you guys could hear all of Paula's stories because it starts with Things like a healing of epilepsy and, and crazy God stories about trying out for the Olympics and these kinds of things. But we're coming into this stage of your life, what God's doing right now. Okay. And um, start us out. I Tell can us. do it. Okay. I need to just visit do it. so they get it, mm-hmm. so you all understand. But I'm going to take you on the fast story side. I want you to see the journey I've been on, and then you will get the hour I'm in. Because many of you are in the same hour, okay? I just want to bless you and feed you. (laughs) So let me start out by saying, um, the Lord invited me and took me on a 12-year sabbatical journey. Back in January of 2007, I came back here to Missouri to be with my whole family for the holidays. And I was starting to have physical symptoms very quickly, very sick, very weak, not myself. Mm -hmm. This is the season Sean and I were traveling a lot. I was helping him start the church in L.A. And every weekend I was doing a conference, the Glory Realm Conference, with Carrie Browning and different ones. And in the week I was with Sean and the team in L.A. Within three months' time I began very ill. Real quick, January 1st comes of 2007, and my parents live down in St. Genevieve. A lot of you are familiar. That's my home. 
okay? So I'm down in St. Genevieve, and I'm very, very sick, and it's New Year's Day, and I'm praying, and Jesus literally, I had wow. my eyes closed, so I saw this in my mind's eye. I didn't see it out loud, I mean out in yeah. front, right? Jesus comes up, I feel his presence, and I hear him so tenderly speak to me, and he said, Paula, I'm inviting you to come and rest with me. Will you come and take sabbatical? And I said, yes, Jesus. So I got on the plane the next day, and I got with Sean and the team. We went to a restaurant, and I started crying, and I said, you guys, I'm really sick. I need to take a sabbatical. Sean, my brother, blessed me. P, go ahead. He called me P. P, go ahead. Take three months or six months if you need it. <laughs> yeah. Or many years. Yes. So I'm like, okay. I was homeless at the time. I lit out two suitcases for seven and a half years. I went everywhere Jesus told me to go. I had no home. He was my home. Of course, my parents, when I would visit, but I was gone for months going everywhere Holy Spirit led me. So Sean blessed me and released me to take sabbatical. On January the 10th, God sovereignly, sovereignly released a house way up in the desert, two hours away from L.A. Yeah. I thought, oh, I'll be here three to six months. I'll rest. I'll get my health back. I'll get back with Sean and the team. Life will be great. A year passed and another year passed and another year passed and another year passed. Eight years in that house fighting for my health. Just like the woman with the issue of blood, mm -hmm. she spent all she had. I would get love offerings, and I would go to this health clinic and this naturopath. I spent all my money on supplements, crying out, standing on the word, knowing that Jesus, the finished work of the cross, healed my body. So because I was healed of epilepsy, I was shocked I wasn't healed yet. I'm used to his healing power. Yeah. Well, eight years, and I fought for my health. I had a little bit of breakthrough here and there, but I never was myself. I didn't have my joy back, my strength back, my energy, my mind. The worst thing was such cloudy thinking. I couldn't concentrate. So anyway, at the end of the eight years, my parents in their 80s began to have health issues. I had to pack up and move and come to Missouri. And I'm thinking, Father, am I released from sabbatical? No. So I moved in with mom and dad, and daddy is the one that started going downhill, and I had the honor of caring for him for two years. Hmm. I barely left the house. So I go from one desert house to now the Missouri house. And then daddy passed, and it was beautiful some other time. It's an amazing story. It's crazy awesome. Story. And then my mom, she started having health issues, so I cared for her. That was even harder. Her issues were more intense. I barely left the house. Once a week, I went to the Walmarts to get groceries. <laughs> and my precious boyfriend, Kevin, he would look at me and go, I am taking you out to dinner tonight. You've got to get out of the house. Good job. Yes. So my mom, one year ago, Next month, she died in the same bedroom that my daddy died, their master suite. Mm -hmm. Y'all have to hear this. My mom and dad in their early 20s met on a blind date, and daddy proposed that night. <laughs> they were so cute, you guys. They're like 
literally that most unusual but happy couple. They were just so totally cute. Totally opposite, but totally yeah. in love. So, I mean, 62 years of marriage, and they both died at home in the same bedroom. I was a blessed daughter. Yes, it was stressful. Yes, it was hard, but it was an honor. I would do it all over again. Mm. So, now, that is a total leading up to now of 12 years that I was still in a sabbatical season. Shocked that it was still going on this long. Yeah. Okay. Our fr- our whole friendship circle pray for you and we're like wow, she's still in this place that God's called her to. Yes. And so all of her friends, like, we're all still plugged in. We still love her, but it's very different because it's very quiet. So, yeah. And everyone just got weary with me. It's like, when are you going to be better? When are you going to come out of this long season? Well, none of us ever said that to you, I don't think. (laughs) I had a couple. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Friends are honest. So now let me share with you, okay? Because the story gets glorious. But you've got to hear the dark parts. Last year, my precious mama left this earth and went to be with Jesus the morning of February 12th. You guys, after my mom passed, of course I was exhausted. For five weeks of her, her last five weeks, I had one night of an eight-hour sleep. Mm. It's one of those things, right? So after mama died, a couple of weeks, I just slept. I crashed. I walked, I watched Hallmark movies, you know. And so one morning when I started feeling normal again, I was in my prayer chair. And I sat and I said, Father, what do I do? I'm free now. Mom and dad are both safe in heaven. My assignment of caretaking is over. I'm free. Father, do you want me to sell the house? They left me the house down in St. Genevieve. It's a house and seven acres and a barn. And so I simply said, Lord, what, what do you want me to do? Do I just sell out and move back to L.A. and reconnect with my friends? Do I move to Nashville? I have dear friends there. Are you going to release me back into ministry? What's up? And the Holy Spirit, so tender, just clearly spoke to my heart. And he said, just rest. Enjoy the house your father built. Mm. redecorate the living room like it's you and let me lead you. Wow. So I'm like, okay, Father, that sounds good to me. So you guys, I stood up in the living room and I asked the Holy Spirit to come because he's the divine decorator. He is the creator of all. And so he loves when you and I partner with him. And so I lifted up my hands and I dedicated the living room to him to be used for his purposes. And then I just said, Father, I want to co-create with you. Just anoint me, lead me to the right thing because I gutted it. I needed to start fresh. So anyway, was led on prophetic journeys shopping. He led me to the perfect sofa and love seat. Then the next was a big plush area rug. I find the perfect end tables and coffee table, and it's called the three-piece restoration set. I'm like, wow, I love, I love the word. <laughs> I'm standing on it for years, right? Yeah. You guys, the area rug arrived the next day. I laid the area rug down, that beautiful wine color burgundy. I walked away. I turned around and looked at it. I had goosebumps all over my body. Mm-hmm. I could feel the Holy Spirit. 
It, it was as if God came and poured a bottle of red wine all over my white carpet. I'm not kidding. I knew, wow, God. So the next day, I get up, and guess what? Ding dong, the doorbell rings. The three-piece restoration <laughs> set arrived two days, two days after I ordered it instead of two and a half to three weeks. I was like a kid at Christmas. And I'm like, oh, I love my rug. I love the tables. And all of a sudden, I feel the presence of God come, and I hear that sweet, precious voice of my best friend, the Holy Spirit. And this is what he said. <laughs> my wine, whew, I want you to hear this. My wine is being poured out. Restoration is coming quicker than expected. I'm not kidding. When I heard that, I raised my hands and I said, Father, I'm in agreement with heaven and I expect that. I knew this was a sign. It was a sign. It's just a little picture of the big picture. He uses everything in our lives if we let him. What you all don't know, many of you have read the book of Esther. You're familiar with the Feast of Purim. The wine rug arrived on the first day of Purim. Wow. The three tables arrive the next day on the second day of Purim. The Feast of Purim is also known as the Feast of Wine. Go read the book. You'll love it. <laughs> so now with that, I'm all excited. I'm thinking, I'm going to rest. I'll have friends over, entertain. The Lord will probably start, you know, sending me on trips. I'll probably move back and be with Sean and the whole gang. Like, ah! I was all excited. I still had symptoms. I was still sick, but I had hope. Well, what I didn't know, starting the next month, this is back in 2019, the rugs came in March, starting in April for six months, was the darkest, blackest out of all the 12 years. Wow. The symptoms began to rage. Old symptoms, now new ones. We're family, and I'm going to be real. I'm sorry. I don't want to embarrass anybody. But starting that month, my female cycle began to be 15 to 20 days long. Mm. I've always loved the story of the woman with the issue of blood. Now I really could relate to her. I was left so weak and lifeless. I barely left the house for six months. I lost contact with most everybody. I didn't feel good. I didn't feel like talking. I didn't feel like entertaining. I I just existed. And I thought, are you kidding me? This is supposed to be when I'm free to fly and I'm more sick than I've ever been. Mm -hmm. So I cried out to the Lord. I stood on the word. I did all I know to do. I text people, told them I need prayer. You guys are God of breakthrough. Begin to breaking through six months later, starting at Rosh Hashanah weekend. Mm. Okay? Rosh Hashanah came. I felt horrible the whole week before Rosh Hashanah. But in my spirit, I had hope. In my spirit, I wow. had an expectation that this is a brand new Jewish year. This is going to be a good year. Yeah. As I approach the weekend, for some of you who don't know, most of you do, Rosh Hashanah is the, in the Hebrew calendar. That is their first day of the year. So it's the high holy feast days. That day, the Holy Spirit led me to listen to a message 
on authority. I've heard these messages. I agree with them. I love them. Something happened to me. And this message was so powerful because it woke me up to the reality of the authority Jesus Christ has put into you and put into me when we are his children. I went to bed and I was stirred up. I went to bed praying in tongues. But let me tell you, before I went to bed, I did business with God. Every area of my life had felt under assault and attack for so long. My health, the finances, relationships, destiny, every area, I just felt like the enemy was just wreaking havoc. But I stood and I believed and I knew one day the God of breakthrough will break through for me. And I knew this whole time God was at work. So you guys, Rosh Hashanah came. I went to bed with that awakened authority inside me. And when I went to bed, I woke up maybe five times through the night out of a deep sleep, and I woke up in tongues, and I woke up taking authority over every area of my life. I'd go wow. back to sleep. I'd wake up, shabarakayataki, ooh, ooh, ooh. I mean, it was powerful. I woke up the next morning, and I knew God had touched me through the night. I wasn't fully healed. But my female cycles have been normal days. He supernaturally touched my hormonal wow. system. Okay? That was my first breakthrough. Everybody okay? Yes. Okay. I've got hope again in my spirit. I knew God has me on a real healing journey. I know that he who begun, he's going to be faithful to complete the full work wow. and restore my entire health back and my life. December 2nd, I'm sitting in my prayer chair, Sean, and I'm just sitting there, and I know Christmas is coming, and I'm just, you know, I'm just with my Jesus. And I mean so clear, I hear the precious voice of the Holy Spirit, and he said, it's time to go to Georgia. Wow. I have dear friends down there that I love. I love their church. I love these people. I haven't seen them in seven years. And when he said, it's time to go to Georgia, I'm like, what? It's December. People are busy. Me. <laughs> it's Christmas month, right? And the Lord clearly said, be down there by Monday. And then he said to me, I want you to go to Nashville first, be in Georgia by Monday, come back and be in Nashville. Yes, sir. I know his voice, and I knew I didn't have to pray this through. All I needed to do was obey. So I called these precious people down in Georgia. It hit her voicemail. I love these people's accent. And I said, Darlena, it's Paula. The Lord just spoke to me, and he said, I'm supposed to come to Georgia. I kept it clean. I didn't tell her that he said, be down there by Monday. I said, I feel I'm to come next week. Will that work out for you all? Because I had a message that God wanted me to deliver to them. It was my mom's heaven story. They had lost a loved one, and they're all grieving. Mm. And all my heart wanted to do is go down and impart and sow that story into them because I knew it would shift them to see eternity as part as now. It would have helped their grief. So I leave her a message. Two hours later, that woman calls back. Oh, my gosh, Paula, it's Darlena. <laughs> I just got your message, and I called my son. And the first thing he said was, because that's really the main one I want to tell the story to. 
And he said, Mama, you tell Paula Benny to come on down. She can stay in my lake house, but tell her she's got to be here by Monday. <laughs> That's awesome. He said, we can gather everybody around the table and she can tell us her story. I said, Darlena, now I've got something to tell you. I told her and she just shouted when I told her about Monday. You guys, I got down there, gathered everybody around except that precious man. He was sick as a dog, as they say. He couldn't come. I told the heaven story, ministered to the group. It helped so much. The next morning, he came over, and he and I and his mama had breakfast, and he felt better. And he looked at me. He said, now, tell me your story. <laughs> if he hears this, he's just going to laugh. I can't do his accent. It's awesome. <laughs> I tell him the story. It ministered to his heart. You guys, he walks over, and we sit on a, on a sofa, and he looks at me. He goes, now that your mama's gone, because he really cares for me. I met him seven years ago, one time, but I'm telling you, when God knits somebody in your heart, yeah. so he looks at me and he goes, so how are you? I'm okay. I'm still, you know, walking out my health journey. Well, now, did they leave you the house? Yes. And he just began to ask me questions and he kept digging. He just kept asking. I knew it came out of a pure heart of care. He said, well, are you going to sell the house or keep it? I said, I'm praying about it. And he said, boy, you ought to keep it, you know, and just home base from there and fly in and out. And he said, is there any other reason why you'd sell it? So I had to tell him. I had to be honest. I said, in our family, we had a health emergency and my mom and dad had a nest egg, but they sewed it all. They sewed it all into helping my relatives. So at the end, my mom and dad had to take out a $40,000 loan just to stay in the house. The house was paid for for 30 years. So I told him that. We went on. An hour later, he came back to make us a roaring fire. He plops on the sofa and he looks at me. He said to me, I'm going to give you some money today. So he told me the amount of money and I needed property tax that month. In Missouri, we have to pay by the end of December, right? And then I had to pay house insurance. So I needed a big, big check. That amount was $200 more than what I needed. Wow. Then he looks at me and he says, and I don't want you to sell that house because of that loan, so I'm going to pay off that $40,000. Wow. wow. <laughs> so I just want you to hear the goodness of God, the goodness of our Father. He sent me down there. I was excited to give to them, but I received. So I go to prayer meeting with them. So there's six of us and we're flowing like two or three hours, and it was wonderful. All of a sudden, they look at me at the end, and they go, Paula, is there anything you need prayer for? Well, I said, yes, I have health issues, blah, blah, blah. I named them all. What you all don't know is my lower back. I've carried two cushions with me everywhere I go, every restaurant, every person's house, every seat in my house. If I don't sit with these two particular cushions, my lower back goes out, and I am in pain, a lot of times at tears. Very embarrassing to go everywhere with two cushions. They prayed over me. My lower back was healed. Yes. This is so good. I have not used my cushion once. <laughs> Woohoo! That's awesome. Isn't this good? Yes. <laughs> I needed to hear this. I know you do, right? I'm telling you guys, hear my heart. There was another story I wanted to tell you that you would have loved. But God woke me up and said, you tell them what I've been doing in your life because they need to hear. 
Some of you need this. <laughs> At the end, I'm going to tell you why. Now, whew, I came back from Georgia, and I enjoy Christmas. I hit the ground running because I came back really, you know, right the week before Christmas. So January comes, and the first week of January, it's as if all hell broke out physically. All the symptoms just were elevated. It was awful. And I'm like, no, December gave me so much hope. My lower back healed, two money miracles. I just felt like I really feel like this new year is good. Yeah. And then wham, for a week and a half, I mean, I suffered. I barely left the couch. Well, I have to tell you this, on January the 9th, I call it my day from hell. It was the darkest, blackest day of all of 12 years. I could not believe how sick I was. The only time I left the couch that day was to go potty and grab a bite. I could barely function. This is two weeks ago yesterday. Wow. I was shocked at all the symptoms and how severe they were. Every day I just ascend and spend time with him. But that day I didn't have it in me to ascend. Hmm. I just let him hold me. And I knew my father will be faithful to me. That was the 9th of January. Little did I know the divine setup on January the 10th. I woke up and I had a phone date with two dear friends, Charity and Anne. And I remained close to both of them. But we used to pray together a lot. And it's been about three years since we've had a phone date, a conference call on the phone. Well, about three weeks ago, I'm three weeks before this, we planned it. We all felt like it's time to reconnect. So on January the 10th, we have this conference phone date. And it's exciting because we felt like, wow, God's reconnecting us. And let's just see where Holy Spirit's going to take us. You know, you intercessors. We just start waiting on the Lord. And I'm thinking, oh, wonder, you know, wonder where he's going to take us today in prayer. Wonder who we're going to pray for. Wonder what this is about. Immediately, Charity just gets hit with the power of the Holy Spirit. I could hear it in her voice. She goes, Paula, I just saw you. You're standing in a room of light. The Lord just held a plumb line over your head. And the Lord Jesus today wants to do an alignment in your entire body and bring healing and bring an alignment from head to toe. When this came out of her, I felt like this tsunami wave of God wow. hit me. And I went, okay, you guys, for 20 minutes... This is what I love about the prophetic. For 20 minutes, these two precious friends of mine would see a picture in their spirit and they would decree a word. For 20 straight minutes, it was the most awesome thing. Suddenly, at the end, they were calling me out of the sabbatical season, <laughs> out of the sabbatical sickbed house. And as they did, one of them said, I see a door slam shut in back of you and lock God says you are officially released from sabbatical wow. this day. Wow. I'm telling you, just 20 short minutes, the work of God that was done. And Anne said, Paula, I see you walk straight forward now towards the sunlight. And she's like, honey. Always remember, when a baby is birthed, it cannot go back up the birth canal. 
<laughs> Sounds like Aunt. I know. <laughs> she said, that door has been locked and wow. shut. It is done. You guys, I'm not even doing this justice. You can't imagine. In 20 minutes, they were in such a river of God. Picture, word of knowledge, prophetic word, flow, flow, flow. They were taking turns. It was awesome. It's honestly, out of all my life and many awesome people praying for me, this is my favorite prayer meeting. Wow. Thinking how to say this. I was in awe. I felt like a deer in a headlight. I knew that I knew. I could feel I had been shifted. I knew it was real. I knew it was no longer false hope. And I looked at the clock, and it was 10 after 12. And Charity says, Paula, I have to go. I said, it's okay. It's done. I just need to go and soak. We got off the phone. Two minutes later, my precious friend Ann calls me back. Honey, I feel the Holy Spirit has more. <gasps> what I did not tell you, and I want to tell you this so you know, when the Lord released me into sabbatical, on January the 10th, 2008. Now, keep in mind, I wasn't tracking dates two weeks ago, okay? He released me into the house of sabbatical January 10th. And when he did, did I say this already? When I got in the house on the first day, I heard the Lord say, when I release you from sabbatical, I want you to operate out of the realm of my rest. When I release you from sabbatical, I want you to operate out of the realm of my rest. Bob Jones years ago gave a prophetic word that in 2020, we, the people of God, daughters and sons of the king, we would begin to enter into his rest. Wow. It's different than working and striving and anxiety. I've suffered with physical anxiety because of my health. I long for his rest and to do everything from rest. Being led by his spirit, operating in rest. It's yeah. far more fruitful, isn't it? Here's what you don't know, I don't think I told you. On the second day, 12 years ago, when I moved in the house, day one, I hear the Holy Spirit. When I release you from sabbatical, I want you to operate from rest. The second day I'm in this desert house, weak and sick as a dog, Ann Kramer called me. We had just met the month before at Sean and I's church. I just met her once, but it was electrifying. We became family immediately. So on the second day of living in the house, I get a call from this Ann Kramer lady who I only met once. She said, honey, I got up this morning. I felt compelled to pray for you, and the Holy Spirit showed me that you're an eagle that he's led up high in the mountain and he's going to take you through molting season. Are a lot of you are familiar with the molting of the eagle? It's when the eagle goes up to a cliff, the beak falls off. It loses all of its feathers. The talons come off, completely raw and weak. But the mother eagle comes and drops food in its mouth until it regrows feathers and the beak and talons. She says to me, I'm to be, she goes, the Lord asked me I, if I will be the mother eagle while you're on sabbatical to come and drop food in your mouth. I'm going to be praying for you daily. I'm going to support you financially until you get your beak back and your feathers and your talion and you're sent back out to soar like an eagle. Twelve years she's been faithful. So on this day, 
two weeks ago on January 10th for 20 minutes when those two precious women prophesied, prayed, decreed, whatever you want to call it, all of it for 20 minutes and the shift happened to me and I got off the phone two minutes later, my precious spiritual mama Ann calls me, honey, I have more. I said, okay. Oh, wow. She said, the Lord wants me to break off all post-traumatic stress, mm. all hope deferred, wow. all negative patterns that have been built up for 12 years, all discouragement, depression, despair. She said, the Lord wants to knock every ounce of that off of you and out of you today. Wow. She and the Lord did it. While she was praying and decreeing, I saw a vision. I saw a man with a jackhammer breaking up cement. <laughs> and I knew that is every single thing the enemy tried to do to me for 12 long years. God was breaking it up and washing it off of me. <laughs> so she says to me I wished I could do it like her she says Paula it's a new day it's a new season it's a new time and this time it's real oh, good. and she goes Paula God has caused new feathers to grow he has put a new beak on you and new talons. She's like, you are the eagle being released today. She goes, I see that eagle soaring towards the sun and you're going to soar. It's time to fly. Wow. That's awesome. Awesome. After she said that, the Holy Spirit quickened me. Look at today's date. I never once thought of it. Didn't even connect the dot. I looked on my phone, January 10th. January 10th, count how many years? 12 years ago to the day. <laughs> oh my gosh. 12 years ago to the day that he took me into the sabbatical house. 12 years ago to the day he released me. Wow. Only God could do that. He's brilliant. He's beyond brilliant. He is such a God of detail. I love how he works. So now, okay, I didn't know to the degree how much am I healed, what's going on, because he sovereignly healed my back. He sovereignly touched my hormonal parts, right? That morning before I called them, somebody had released to me light therapy that you wear on your body. It's incredible what people are discovering that God put on the earth for you and I. And so it was this light therapy. Hadn't told a soul. I just wanted to try it. I read up on it. And it's just a little thing like this that you put on your body. Our own body heat activates it. So light goes back in your skin. It elevates the peptides in your body. It activates the stem cells. The stem cells then cause regeneration in a cellular level. It's amazing. Brand new. So the first thing when those girls, I put it on. Five minutes later was the phone call that I've just told you all about, the 20-minute shift. The first thing Charity sees, Paula, I see you standing in a room of light. Mm. And I'm thinking to myself, she has no idea I'm using light therapy on my body. 
You guys, God is so big. So he sovereignly has touched me in two places that I need healing. But now I feel he's using a very natural way to restore me to a cellular level. Wow. And I'm on the journey. Wow. That's so good. <laughs> well, I want to go here because in this, in this story, you guys, some of you are hearing like you've been through something or you've walked through the valley of shadow of death. You know, you've walked through these things. And we get emails from very mature Christians all the time who are saying, why does all hell break loose when you're going after heaven? You know, like, why is this happening? And a lot of times we don't have, you want to give just an answer, right? But those answers become shallow to someone who is experiencing something, but they need a higher experience on a higher answer. And I feel like some of us have just heard a higher experience of something that God did. And so I'm going to ask you, we don't do a lot of prayer on the show, but I want to ask you to release it first here over this this group of anybody who needs that release. And then over the people who are listening on the show, because I feel like there's an alignment. Like when I, she said that word alignment and the molting's over and some things are over. Like there's a new season. And I'm thinking of a dear friend of ours, Rabbi Jason Sobel, who just released a word. He's a messianic Jew and he just released a word. He wrote the book with Kathy Lee Gift. The Rock, the Road, the Rabbi. There you go. The Rock, the Road, the Rabbi. I should have done that better. And, uh, uh, (laughs) but he just released a word that this is the decade of breakthrough. And he talked about 5780 as the Jewish year. Yes. And that 80 means a number of things, but one of the things it means is the year of the mouth. And that people who are called to be mouthpieces of God are going to go through radical restoration healing quickly. And so I love this, that Paula's a picture. She, I don't even know if you've heard that, but it's your picture. But a number of other people have just been emerging and getting healed, getting energy. People who had like, especially the chronic illnesses that can't all be labeled very well, like fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, those kinds of things. Even a friend of mine who had mono, severe mono, three lapses of it, which rarely happens over six years. And she was just healed and like immediately got her television contract that started seven, you know, six or seven years ago. So I just, I think this has happened. So if you can relate to Paula's message, stand up and we're going to have her pray for you and then also if you're listening online i just want to encourage you just put your hands out and get prayer and some people it's we need god to restore everything we need god to restore us to the point just like the children of israel before they entered the promised land there there was that journey that they went through the crossing over journey and something in your story reminds me of the crossing over yes, the promise very real so pray for us yes very, and we'd very stand real. up wow Woo. <laughs> well father in the name of jesus You know every person in this room, and you know every detail about their life. You know every circumstance. You know everything they've gone through. So right now, I just say to each of you, just truly just engage with him. Don't strive. Don't even pray. Just be, okay? Just rest, because his eye is on you. Even just feel like right now when you close your eyes, you're the only person standing in the room. And he sees you. He's heard your cry. He's seen every tear. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we come in agreement with heaven We ask now that angels would be released in this room and over every person who in the future will listen to this by audio. Let angelic ministry begin to take place as your word goes forth. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, over each individual person, I ask for your plumb line to come right now and hover over their head. And right now, I call forth every person who's fighting sickness affliction, disease, anything of that nature. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we apply the healing word of God that by his wounds, you bodies were healed. 
So we command right now in the name of Jesus for every individual body to line up with the word of God. Yes, God. We bind and we break the power of every lying symptom, of every tormenting symptom. Every sickness, every disease, you must bow to the name of Jesus right now and flee. Let go. You no longer are welcome. So everyone I speak to you, keep focus, keep your eyes closed, but allow that authority to be awakened in you, that you are a child of God, that Jesus himself gave you authority over all the power of the enemy. And you begin to stand for your own life, for your own health, for every need in your life. And in Jesus' name, you at some point take authority over your own life in the right way and command the enemy to let go, to bow, to flee, and leave. And begin to stand on the word of God. So right now, Lord, Sean and I in agreement... We pray for a shift Yes. right now to happen for a thrusting forth for the suddenly of God, just like that hit me two years ago, I mean, two weeks ago today, the suddenly of God broke through in my own family room and you shifted me on a dime. So Sean and I are in agreement that right now, anyone who's been stuck in their story Anyone who's been running circles of the same patterns of the negative thinking and all the torment and the trauma, we call you out of those yep. circles to walk yes, forth God. a straight line and leave those circles forever. We break the power of every lying spirit, every tormenting spirit, every circular pattern in your thought life that's not of God, we break its power right now in Jesus' name, and we replace it with truth. Yeah. Begin to seek the Lord. Ask him to shine his light on any place in your thought life that's not of him. Let the Holy Spirit shine his light in those places and then Come out of agreement with those lies and ask the Holy Spirit to replace them with truth. God right now, you guys, I mean it. He is wanting to set us free in our minds so we can walk forward in this new season, this new decade, free of the junk that we've just lived through. I don't know about you, but 2019 was one year I was happy to say bye-bye to. So we want everybody to come in and shift out of the old and into the new. So Father in agreement, Sean and I, we yeah. agree right now in Jesus' name. I'm just going to say on top of that, I just want to encourage you guys that the wilderness has a mentality to it. And Paula talked a lot about getting rid of that. And there's something that happened where God touched her. And I feel like in our society, because post-traumatic stress disorder and some mental illness, depression, anxieties aren't talked about a lot in the Christian culture, they're not dealt with a lot in the Christian culture. And the good thing is, the longer you live life and if you rest in some areas and whatever, that stuff can be healed just over time, but it can also be healed through intentional processing. Yes. And I just, like she had some intercessor friends who processed, it was just a moment of God, but, and then there's an internal soaking and waiting on the Lord. But Sheree and I, we had to go through some therapy and that was part of us 
overcoming some of the post-traumatic stress disorder from some of the family members. We had a number of people pass away all in one season. We had a number of hardships that happened. And I feel like God's inviting you into whatever the journey is to leave. You're leaving the wilderness, but leave the wilderness mentality as well. And that's the thing you have control and power over. You, God has to lead you out of a wilderness, but you can lead yourself out of the mentality that was birthed there. Agreed. And I just pray over you that if there's anxiety or, or any yeah. depression fear, post-traumatic stress disorder from anything in life, whether you're in the military and you had some experiences or whether it was from family situations or trauma or death, I just pray that God would show you your road and your pathway to healing and that this is not your story, that the story that you're in right now is not your permanent story, your eternal story. Have you been in a place that's been hard? Hard is not your story. And I pray that God would show you grace, that the grace is your story, that God, one of his names, and I love this, and it's in our breakthrough book, One of the names of God that uh, David called God in the valley where all of the kings of the Philistines were coronated. So they were made gods there. They were all the Baals. And he said, my God here, because he gave me such a victory here, he made your giant, uh, you know, kings who became gods look small here. So my God's name is Baal Perazim, the God who made your gods look small. And my God is the one who broke through like rushing waters. And that's who he is. And that's who we are as people. And that's what he was saying in that moment. So I release over you the Baal Perazim. It's the only time that God was called a Baal because it was a false god. But he said it in the context like almost Uh, sarcastically, my God will be called this because he's going to put your gods to shame. And we speak to the valley where there's been big gods. We speak to the valley where there's been big enemies. There's been large things against you. And we say, you're going to get a victory there where that your God will be so big that other things felt so small in this next season. And we pray that over you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much, Paula, for being Thank you for unpacking the story. It was so worth it. It's so good. One of my favorite questions I get as someone who people tend to see as a prophetic person or a ministry leader is, will you mentor me? And I love this question and I haven't been able to do much with it for all these years because I've been teaching, writing books, these kinds of things. But the one-on-one is the hardest part. There's just not enough time, especially for the thousands of requests we've gotten. Well, we came up with a solution called the Transiting God Mentoring Platform. And this is a platform where there's five videos a week along with an online coach who's going to answer your questions. And you will have question and answer videos, teaching videos, mentoring other people videos where we're doing mentoring conversations. There's videos from other prophetic ministers and some you'll know really, really well who are sharing prophetic testimonies and stories of what works for them. You don't want to miss being a part of this community that's growing online because just subscribing monthly, you're going to get all these videos every week into your mailbox. And I know it's going to change your life as you have someone to process your prophetic journey with you and have these mentoring conversations with. Come join us at bowlsministries.com and click on mentoring. You're going to love it. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Bowles. I want to encourage you to stay involved with us. Continue the conversation online by going to our Facebook page. Sean Bowles is our Facebook public address. Also, you can visit us at www.bowlesministries.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to subscribe to it. It's Exploring the Prophetic with Sean Bowles.